Well, sun setting in Sochi and the mood is definitely down vibe after the Uruguayans have just sliced and diced Russia in the final group game of uh, the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Russia go through, but the Uruguayans, Tony, wow, no one does. I'll take you, your family, and all your relatives out, tie bricks around them and drop them off a boat quite like they do. They are ice cold and brutal. You colour them up. You colour them up as uh, as the assassins of the football world. But but I, I actually reckon, look, there's a sense here in the city, so many downcast faces. Do you reckon some people don't understand that that wasn't sudden death? <laughs> I think they just expect Russia to win every time they step out at the moment because it's their World Cup. But they get they wake up tomorrow and uh, they're through to the next round. And I think also, uh, given all the other struggles they have in life here, the fact that they're playing in the round of 16 will be enough. But gee, they're clinical, the Uruguayans. I love and loathe them at the same time. I so wish I could beat them, but I don't know if I have the, uh, the brutal killer instinct of Uruguayan football. It's, um, it's awe-inspiring and frightening at the same time. Well, they were great goals. Well, Suarez opening him up at the start. The, the hope was almost snuffed by about 25 minutes, wasn't it? Um, and, yeah, it was just a, an all-round great performance. And, and, I mean, where do you want to come anyway in this group, first or second? Who's better out of Spain and Portugal? Although, I mean, what happened in the other game, I presume, is sorted out. Yeah, now these are the two teams that will go through. Um, Australia has a sort of long and difficult history with Uruguay too. That's the reason why, because they have done that to us on numerous occasions. On one occasion, we managed to get our own back, which is probably one of the sweetest moments that we've ever experienced in Australian sport in 2005. But they're only a nation. You've been there, only a nation. How many million people in Uruguay? I can't remember, but I'm going to guess five million or something. Uh, yeah. Is that right? They're, I knew at the time I was writing the articles because I was cranking that sort of fact out. But as we wander through a park here in Sochi, uh, Francis, I'm just all about the humidity and the palms and the wandering side by side with you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Could they? My demographic stats are ordinary. Could they win the World Cup? No. No, I don't think they can. But then, Do you reckon they believe they can? No, I, don't, I think they definitely believe they can. Well, I remember one thing I was in, when I was in Uruguay, I had a, a very profound and great quote that if anyone wants to look up how I lost my pizza in Uruguay as a Google search, you will find <laughs> the article I wrote. But it, I, there, was a, there was a quote in that piece about Uruguayan football and, and the connection between the country and the game. And they regard themselves as, they regard themselves as St. Peter on the boat with Jesus like they they regard themselves as at the right hand side of the game they won the did they win the first world cup they did then they go and win in 1950 against the the Brazilians in a game which I think 3-2 is actually written on the one of the might even be written in the seats of the Estadio Centenario so they basically write the numbers 3-2 around because they knocked over Brazil in Brazil in 1950 or was it 52 50 1950 1950 and so and so, you know, they've got that history. They regard themselves as the as gods of football and they, they think that this is just an unfair hiatus that 1950 to 2018 has existed. To me, they're like the girlfriend you know who's bad for you but you can't keep away from. Well, you just know, you want to watch them, you want to be them, but you know she's going to hurt you. And, <laughs> but, well, but this is a different side. This is a better side than oh, the yeah, 05 good, side. Though. I mean, and... It's also now and now or never. Like their their best players are, are thirty and twenty nine and twenty eight, and it's, uh, there's a real maturity and, and a real peak of power sense of this side. I reckon. 
Are we walking the right way? Or have we no, just we're not. We've lost all the people we were going to a Georgian <laughs> restaurant with. Just so we could speak about Uruguay. They've done it to yeah, us yeah, again. Uruguay have screwed us again. And now we're, now we're lost in Sochi. No, we're lost in Sochi. And uh, and we, yeah, we don't have any friends. Damn you, Luis Suarez. Damn you, Luis Suarez! Tony, we've gathered at a Georgian restaurant. It's got nothing yeah, to do with southern fried cooking. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, and America's set deep south, but Georgia in... Uh, the old Soviet Union, having a few beers with a few Australians, sweating it out in Sochi and um, discussing them. just how much fun this has been. But it's always good when a good news headline can give you a laugh as well. And we've got somebody amongst our crew who should, his life should have been as a sub-editor for the Herald Sun or the Sun in London. Yeah, this is Dean, and I get a text after every fucking game from Dean as he tries to name our podcast, like what the chapter should be called, because he just likes punning. I think, so, he, I think he's got one of our yeah, chapters. Yeah, so you did. He got seven Polymi Army. Yeah, one so far. Yeah. yeah so Dean, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Now tell us. Now what you got seven Polymi Army up because you were there when you bought the seven Polymis. And I, I haven't eaten since. Yeah. <laughs> but can you give us um give us your best that we haven't used? So okay. Far. The best. The, well, look, it all started around uh, the time that England played Tunisia, and yeah. um, look, I, I thought that one wrote itself. That was um, Sterling misfires, but Kane is able. Oh. And then look, it's from then I thought, well, you know, maybe I've got something here. And, uh, and then after, uh, Mexico, uh, beats South Korea, yeah. uh, the little P breaches the DMZ. <laughs> yeah. Um, less popular, less popular. No, totally. Uh, this one's for the tennis fans out there. Uh, after England uh, destroyed Panama, 6-1. New balls, please. Oh! <laughs> Coming up to Wimbledon and everything timely. And and I think probably the, the crowd favourite so far was the... Uh, and for me, the best game of the World Cup has been Japan-Senegal. Um, what a game. Absolutely delightful. Uh, old Honda accorded too much space as Japan salvaged a point. Oh. <laughs> Dean, your career... In, in the golden age of newspapers, you would have been the sub-editor of sub-editors, but now nobody pays anyone to write anything or yeah. be clever about anything. Yeah. So go write some Qantas well, ads. Look, <laughs> look, you know, I, I, I feel a little bit like George Costanza when he was uh, telling Jerry that, you know, that he, he makes special comments during ball games, and Jerry replied, unfortunately, they, they give those guys to ex-ball players or people actually in broadcasting. <laughs> You'd win a Walkley otherwise. You just need three to win the Walkleys, and, and we are... We are a broadcast vehicle three of our titles can he walkley up can we be on stage with him when he wins his yeah. walkley i hope so, I hope so. absolutely but um, actually the latest one that just came to me now is uh shakira danced around the poles oh, oh! ladies and gentlemen <laughs> tina's stuck it in the back of the net again <laughs> Well, road trippers, I've lost Comrade Leach. He's headed off in a Yandex to a live football show. He's uh, performing in a pub for TalkSport Radio, and he's going to be performing in front of a whole bunch of fans. Um, it's broadcast right through the UK, um, and so off he goes, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what he had to say. Like straight 